Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. Yes, sir. We're back. We're back. G-Man's got them flows that's replenishing And grams of that dro, that's my medicine I've never been uh, afraid of other MCs Cause I diminish them Mortal Kombat say to mine, nigga, cause I finish it I'm a creep so deep like a heartbeat Like a bench player, man, you never wanna start me Not hardly do you ever scar me Still I smoke blunts like I was with Yo, Bob yo, yo, Bob. welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast H cubed up in this bitch My name is Cooper and I'm here with your man, Mr. Chris Ben Bass Yes, and sir. We are back yet again to bring you another album review. Uh, this week, this week we've got coming to you uh, the Carter Three by none other than Mr. Mr. Weezy Mr. himself. Weezy himself. And uh, since I'm the one who chose this uh, this album, I just feel like I don't want to give a little preface to this album or whatever the fuck the word is. Preface. <laughs> preface this album. Uh, I've always said preface to people when nobody corrects me. Eh, fuck close e- enough. No, fuck everybody else for not, for never correcting. Me. <laughs> That's that's what I want to know. That's what I want to say right now. Fuck everybody else for letting me say that shit wrong <laughs> for most like multiple cases. But we're moving on. So uh, yeah, so this joke came out. And it's funny because you always talk about albums that came out when you was in high school and shit like that. No, mm-hmm. this this is definitely one hundred percent album that reminds me of ninth into tenth grade year, like that summer. I want to say that I don't know when exactly this, this album came out, but it had to be the ninth and tenth grade for me. So. Every song, like, you know, uh, Mrs. Officer, obviously, and Lily. Oh, yeah. Get money, got money. And, and that's one thing that I just want to say about this joint is that this joint has so many just songs that were just fucking huge. Huge. Like, like not big, but huge. Yeah, right? man. Like, like I, had, I forgot about that. Yeah, until yeah. Back. You know, I forgot about the song, uh, I Got Money with What's mm-hmm. like, And that's probably one of Wayne's biggest songs. Yeah. But, um, nonetheless, I remember uh, this was like when Lil Wayne was doing a lot of features at the time. He was, I swear he was like on every... He was like the Drake of his time. Yeah. And then I think this was the culmination of it, if, if I'm not mistaken. Because remember how... He, I don't know. Shortly after the Carter 3 that Drake and Nicki and all that really popped off? I want to say it was maybe like a year or two after. after yeah. That. And I don't know if... Like, you know, well, we, we reviewed the... Um, DJ Khaled album, mm-hmm. uh, which had uh, we, we taking over. Yep. We yeah. the best. Yeah, and I don't know if you remember, but at the time, niggas was going crazy over Lil Wayne's verse on yeah. that song. Because it was rap. Yeah, nah, and, and I feel like that's when he kind of like solidified himself and was like, "Yo, I'm, that's when he started the whole best rapper alive thing." And I feel like, if I'm not mistaken, after that is when he dropped uh, Carter Three. Yep. Which um, quick little uh, history on it as well. Apparently, it was supposed to drop a whole lot of times, but it kept getting leaked. Mm-hmm. And that's why there was a whole bunch of, like, uh, like mixtapes that were getting released that were leaked songs. Uh-huh. And there's a whole... Like, people... Like, one of the arguments that people make against the Carter 3 is that a lot of the leaked songs, people say, are, are better than what made it onto the album. Which is kind of hard to do. I mean, like, especially if you're Wayne, let's say you have songs that people leaked and you're like, damn, dog, like, I really wanted to show them here. So it's kind of like... I don't know. Yeah. I, I really would. I, I would love to know what his process was to deciding. All right, fuck it. Let's just. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of how it is with like you know when they end up turning albums into mixtapes. Like I mean, like I said with J Cole's joint. Yeah. Like his joint would have been a banging ass first album. And while his first album was a good first album, in my opinion, it was not as good as that mixtape that got leaked that was supposed to be his best. I album. agree. I no. To, to be honest, I'm not a big fan of J Cole. But mm-hmm. We'll talk about that when we get to that. Mm-hmm. But um, like I was saying, uh. Carter 3, to me, I don't know. Like, 
I know we had a, a I want to say a disagreement because uh, I think you, you you were saying that his biggest Carter album was the second one. No, I said my favorite, favorite? is, oh, okay. is the second. Okay, one. yeah. Okay, fair enough. But I I think it's without a doubt though that this was definitely his like biggest album. Like this is this is like his his take care for Drake or you know. Yeah, I feel like the Carter two really put him out there. But then this one was like the biggest one where he had already amassed that huge fan base. Yeah, no, nah, and definitely. like if that culminated out of everyone really, and then he came out with this album, and everybody was like, "Oh my god!" Like, cause I, I, if I if I heard correctly, I think after Carter Two or at the end of Carter Two, that's when he started saying the whole best rapper, best rapper alive. alive. Yeah, because he had the the track on there, best rapper. Oh, okay, alive. Well, there you go. So, but um, nonetheless, like I said. I don't know. This album just reminds me of fucking like high school and shit. So mm. definitely had to get on this joint. I feel you. I feel so, you. But I and we've had one of one of your youth and one of my youth that has impacted you so far. Oh yeah, so. we we'll yeah, have to we we'll have to make that a theme. Nah, yeah. nah, for sure. <laughs> nah, let, let's do it. Let's do it. All definitely. Right, um, but <laughs> fuck, let's let's get into the uh, to the album. Let's do it. Uh, like we said before, we're gonna talk a little bit about what we like, a little bit of what we didn't like, yep. and give it an overall score at the end of it all. All right. So I'm gonna jump into it. We started off like we always do with the first song, three P. Understandably so, this being Carter three. Yep. Um, I think it was a decent song for a first. Uh, I think it was a good opening track, honestly. Yeah. Like, because it's just like it's, it's like him talking about like it's almost him like him talking about like the past jumps and like okay, yeah. the Carter one was dope. The Carter two vicious, nigga. What you think I'm about to do with yeah. the Carter three? Yeah, exactly. It's like a perfect setup to this album. And I think the B is a real good like, and, and there's there's no there's not like really like a hook. Kind of, it's just him spitting through the yeah. whole joint. And honestly, it's like that on a couple of jumps on this record, which I really fuck with. I like it when rappers do that, and yeah. not many rappers do that anymore. Oh, like yeah. they rely on, on the hooks. hooks. Yeah, dog. It, it, especially now, though. Like yeah. I feel like you will never see a rapper just rap to spitting the whole what thirty six or whatever the fuck you, put on. you could name. You could name on one hand the amount of rappers that would do that. Yo, Hendrick. Yeah. Oh yeah, J. J. Cole, Cole, Logic. And that's, that's, that's not, probably that about it. maybe game because game does that yeah, every now yeah, and then. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Game again, a handful of rappers handful. compared to the thousands and hundreds of thousands. Exactly. Of so definitely, I think it was a uh, it was a good beat. So I fuck with the beat on the joint. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it was a good intro. No, it's a, it's a very strong strong start to the album. And um, I guess you want to go on to the second one. Which would you say that at this point in time, 2008, Jay Z had the standing of like like the goat? status that he kind of has. Yeah, I want to say that Jay-Z really had that goat standing probably since the Black Album came out in like 2003. Really? I want to say so, because at that point, like, Jay had been one of the longest, most successful in the game. He really took it to a whole nother level on a lot of different shit. I mean, between the, between his record label, uh, his now record, his new record label, um, was it Armadale Vodka, Rockwear Clothing, uh, all of the 4040 clubs that he started opening and shit, like all of that shit really popped off while he was like in that, in, in between that, like the 2003, 2010 timeframe. Right. So it was just like, I feel like at that point, like it was a 2005, we were saying 2007, maybe, uh, Jay Z, I think he had already been sub, sub, cemented as, as that, goat. as the goat, as like the living goat. Right, right. Like, cause like, um, and, I, and, and I'm pretty sure this is because I'm a Cameron fan, and I don't know if, if you kept up with the whole Cameron Jay Z beef back like in like mid 2000s. Somewhat, yeah. So I remember like because my brother was like a big Dipset fan, mm-hmm. I would I would listen to Cam a lot, and I mean, what's often the fact that I'm, I'm a fan of Cam. Yeah. But um, 
outside with Cam. I'll be like, man, fuck Jay, dog. That nigga's a, <laughs> nigga's a camel, dog. That nigga running around with. I remember one of the things Cam was like, how the fuck you the king of New York running around with chunkletas with open toes with jeans on? <laughs> and that, that shit, dog. I was, I just, you know how you the king of New York? And you can do that? Because you're the fucking king of New York and ain't nobody gonna check you on it. <laughs> That's why. Not only that, but when you married to Beyonce and you're now in two, for what, like, Maybe 13, 14 years later, you're worth a billion dollars. Yeah, That's basically. It. But I say all that to say, I think it was very bold of, well, not bold, but like, you know, one of these songs, I feel like featuring Jay-Z, which mm-hmm. is again, ghost status kind of rapping. Yeah. That's the, almost the opening track to set the song Exactly. Out. So, but I, 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 I think it was a good song. Though. And it was a, it was a, it was a song, Mr. Carter, uh, was a song because not only are they both Mr. Carter. Yeah, yeah. But really. they were able to ridiculously play off of that fact. Oh, yeah. And it made good, Music. It made really good music, especially for the type of beat that this was, because it's a more chill beat, more laid back beat, but it's also still a very powerful beat. Oh yeah. And I want to say that's a Kanye beat, but I'm not 100. Yeah. percent Honestly, I'm not, I'm not sure. There's a lot, actually a lot of Kanye on this. Oh yes. Oh yes. I'm not uh, too upset about it. Can't Definitely. make. Yeah, not bad. Um, but alright, quick question. Who, who do you think had the better uh, verse? At least? I honestly thought that Dwayne had the better verse out of both of them. But I, I can't say anything because Jay had a good verse too. But then again, Jay's at that status where Jay can put out a look rock yeah. verse and it don't matter. I mean, yeah. look at his verse on Monster. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, dog. That verse was... Son, that verse was kind of... I don't know, dog. Yo, why does niggas never bring that up, dog? That's what I'm saying. Niggas no never, never bring that up. You know, niggas always talk about how great Nicki's verse is. But never bring up how just weird Jay's verse is. It goes from a good Kanye verse to a terrible Jay verse to a vicious Nicki verse. Yeah. I mean, that's still one of my favorite Nicki verses of all oh, time. Yeah. Like, yeah, that verse just good. goes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I feel like that was definitely, without a doubt, what put Nicki in, okay, this bitch can spit. Yeah. Because once you get on a song with Jay-Z and Kanye and you can outshine both of them oh, on yeah. that song. Hell, yeah. Like, without a doubt, she's the, the, the shining star of that song. Oh, yeah. So. Exactly. Um. But yeah, no, nah, definitely. Uh, the beat was dope. Yes. I think, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you though. Um, I think I think uh, uh, Lil Wayne had the best, the, uh, the better. I wish I should say uh, verse because I think he had two verses. I think Jay had one. Because yeah, think, I think he came in after uh, Jay. He had the la- uh, Jay had the middle verse. Wayne had the first yeah, and the last. Yeah. Which uh, for those of y'all who are fucking up the order of like features in your songs, <laughs> this is how you do it. Okay. Exactly. But uh, going on to the next one, which I mean, don't even have to say too much about it. number three, a milli, a milli, a milli, a milli. All right, so let me ask you. Even though we don't have to talk too much as far as like how poly- y'all know this song, exactly. Do you like this song? I do like this song. It gets on my nerves after a little while, like because if I hear it too much because yeah. of the sample. But I do like the song, and I think that it's one of it's another one of the mo- the really creative songs that 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 Wayne has on this album. Yeah, like not where definitely. he's just saying the most ridiculous shit, and it's just like, wow, I didn't expect that. Nah, and, and I didn't expect it to rock. <laughs> exactly. That. Yeah, now nah, I, I agree. I, I remember when the shit first came out. Again, I, I don't think I had ever heard something repeat the same shit over and over and over, like a sample like this. And it was just, it blew my mind, dog. And that shit was, obviously, I know the song, Millie. It's vicious. I, I want to say he changed it up a little bit, because I remember I had heard a different version, like, it, it, most of it is the same, but I think the beginning is a little bit different. Yeah, but um, probably yeah. the the reference track or whatever. Yeah, most most likely, most likely. But um, y'all know this song. Yep. It is what it is. Not much to say on Not it. Not much to say. And and we, to be fair, we can say the same thing about uh, number four, got money. 
uh, with T Pain. Yeah, everybody knows this song. This is this is one of the bigger singles I would say on this album. The only thing I can say about this song right now, negatively, is that the beat little sounds a little dated. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, dog. That's about it. Like but, the song still rocks. Oh, dog, and I, I kind of would you say that that's like the only thing, the only song on this album that sounded a little dated? Uh, that I can remember off the top of my head. Yeah, let me um, looking through. Yeah, most of them. That's the only one that really sounds dated, and it it just has that certain sound from that time frame, where uh, T Pain was like on every like mm-hmm. hook type of shit. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It definitely has that. It. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is like a T Pain song, and he probably wrote the hook for it, mm-hmm. and just had you know. Cause I didn't know that people do that. They're like, I guess people will write hooks and they'll be like, oh, you know. Whoever wants to get on this joint. Oh yeah. Well, you never seen like the videos where like Timberland would sit down with Jay when Timberland was working on Jay Z. Like this, and he's just sitting down playing playing jumps for him, and he's just sitting down listening. And he's like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes he'll just throw in a joint that they have that they haven't done anything, which like you said, they have a, a hook for or whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And somebody's like, oh no, I can go on this, and then the hook becomes the hook, and that's the rap. That's crazy. But then again, I feel like people don't sit down together and really go through beats like that. It's like. Somebody's like, oh, I want this beat, and I want to see if somebody gets on it, and if they hear the beat, they're like, they're just like, all right, cool. Like, you don't sit down there and go and through actually, a bunch of beats yeah. looking for something anymore. That, that, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. But, like I said, God Money is self-explanatory, a huge song, one of his biggest singles on this album. Definitely one of the hypest joints on the Definitely album. one of the hypest joints, for sure. All about getting money and bragging about it, so, you know, I'm home cat. Yep. What we, about number five? What do you think about I five? love number five. First of all, I am a fan of Babyface from back in the day. If y'all don't know Babyface, Babyface was one of the biggest R&B male singers of like the late 80s and the early 90s. He he owns LaFace Records, which was one of the biggest record labels for singers and rappers back in the day. Right. uh, Especially black artists. And I mean, he's just, he's he's a monster talent in himself and he was able to cultivate just another like two generations worth of music. We went between singers and rappers. Again, one of the most successful labels like you know uh solo labels like to come up and coming labels and stuff like that right and again if you go back and you listen to some of his songs he has some of them baby making songs from back in the day boy would you say he's severely underrated as far as like anything you honestly i've never even i'd heard say him. with this generation yeah because like you've never heard of him i, I feel like no one really knows who Babyface is unless they were like around at my my age listening to music still right. and like i knew Babyface, but i was still young like okay. Babyface oh, was so for older oh, people. Yeah. Oh, like, so he's like an older man. Oh yeah. Like I'm saying, like like I said, he was popular in the late '80s and the early '90s, and that's oh, when I really dude. remember him. Right. <laughs> right. right. He had right. a couple jokes in the late '90s, like with uh with John B. Oh, okay, uh, okay. If you listen to that song, uh, someone is, to love. I is think John B. White or black? He's white, maybe Puerto Rican, but he like looks a, white as shit. He looks white as shit. Yeah. No bull. But uh, no, nah, Babyface is is, is fucking. Monsters Town. I mean, Grammy Award winning multiples. Right. He's that nigga. Oh, okay. Shit. And, uh, and for him to go, for him to be on a song with, with Wayne, it was a good throwback for someone my age. And the song is just vicious. Babyface sounds dope on the chorus. The beat is dope. The song is dope. And it's basically like the opposite of Irreplaceable by yeah, Beyonce. Literally. <laughs> it's like, bitch, you thought this you was is, Irreplaceable? Yes, yeah, so it like, hey, so <laughs> This is the nigga version of Irreplaceable. Exactly. Like, what? Are you saying? I love it, dog. I Which love I, it. You know what I love, dog? The fact that, like, it sounds like a sweet song, kind of, mm-hmm. until you kind of listen to the lyrics and, like, okay. You listen to what Weezy's saying. Yeah, you listen to what Weezy's saying. Because if you kind of just listen to, to Babyface, even though he does say, 
more or less with Wayne saying, but in yeah, a nicer says, way. If you don't love me, somebody else will. So don't you ever get too comfortable. <laughs> he makes that shit sound so classy, dog. I'm telling you, he was done saying yes. about it, bro. I love it, dog. Look, yeah. dog, to be honest, dog, this is without a doubt one of my favorite songs in the album. Yes. It, the, the beat is crazy, which I think. Alright, so that's I, Kanye. It's a it, Kanye beat. It's, I looked it's it up. definitely a Kanye beat, but the crazy thing is, Kanye sampled a Kanye beat on this. <laughs> I'm not even joking, dog. It's like Inception. No, Inception. it is. <laughs> what he sampled? The, uh, you don't know my name. He did? Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and, and I was like, oh shit, he fucking produced that joint. No, bro. So there you go. Niggas is using their own shit. Yeah. I love it. And you don't have to kill nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> well, maybe if you sampled on that one, do you have to oh, you repay you. the original sample for sampling the sample? Of the, yeah, of the sample? Man, that's a question I don't Sampling know. the sample of the sample, do you have to pay? That's that's Kanye beat Inception right there. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's a good a, question. That's a really good question. I don't, I don't know. Because hmm. I'm, I'm interested to know. Yeah, that, I, I, I'm actually really interested in that. <laughs> That's actually a real question. But yeah, like I said, number five, shit. Uh, to me, it was my, probably my favorite song now. Hell yeah. Um, and the me- like I said, the message was real as fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just straight real. Definitely one. And, and it's funny because at the end of the joint, like Wayne is like, I got one. Like, and, and, yeah, dog, this is definitely like one of my favorite, I would say. Wayne oh, yeah, for sure. Know. For sure. All right, number six uh, is Dr. Carter. And. It's not one of my favorite songs on the album, but I have to say it's one of the most creative songs on yeah. this album. It's a creative way to look at how to do a song and how to go about the subject. It's, it's dope. And if you don't like this song, I don't know what's wrong with you. Oh <laughs> like, God, honestly. I, and it's funny, this is one of those songs that, like, again, I, I probably would skip it if I could have a bunch of people in the car. Yeah. But you have to respect the concept of it. Like exactly. you said. Each verse is like him talking about, or like the nurse comes in and is like, yo, you know, this nigga can't rap, his swag is whack, and he's like, alright, this is how you do it. Exactly. And he just goes in. And um, it's funny, because on this joint, I remember, alright, I don't know if you remember this, right, but like, around this time, niggas was hating on Lil Wayne. It was like, maybe it's because he was saying he was the best rapper alive. Probably. And I remember like, everybody like, from like, my brother's generation, I don't know if you felt this way when, when this album came out. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Wayne was getting a lot of hate. No, he was. And and I remember one of the main things that people were saying is that he would bite people's uh like certain lines that people would say. People have been doing that for years. No. And, dog, I remember I kind of bite into the Wayne hate. I remember like I showed my friend the video. I was like, you see he took a J line a big... I, I'm just naming random names. I don't, yeah. I don't remember specifically, but he took a big line, he took a, a Nas line or whatever. And... I later found, like, in the related videos, there was, like, every rapper that, that was mm-hmm. fucking doing the same thing. Yeah. Shit, Jay-Z, one of the biggest uh, well, yeah, yeah. contributors to that, especially with Biggie's lyrics. Him and Lil' Kim. They, like, they jack Biggie's lyrics <laughs> constantly. And, 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 and it's funny, because Wayne mentions it, and I think it's the second verse of this joint. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, some people call it biting, but I call that shit... Uh, I forgot what the fuck he said, but... Point is, I, I just never... I never knew that he mentioned, you know, what people was like, cooking them for. Yeah, exactly. Them, so. But, yeah, no, nah, I mean, I, I agree. This isn't a song that I'm going to be rocking to, per se, but the concept is vicious, so I'll yeah. fuck with it. All right. I'm going to go ahead and go up to number eight, uh, Tie My Hands, featuring Robin Thicke. Yeah, because honestly, number seven was trash. Yeah, Phone Home is not a very good song. Uh, the the chorus is kind of cool, except for the fact that it's like, Phone Home, 
It's yeah. like that's just kind of annoying. Weird. And then he tried to play on that whole like I am not a I, I am a Martian. Yeah, whatever. It was just it was too gimmicky for me. Yeah, that's what it was. It was, was kind of corny. To be yeah. But uh, "Tie My Hands" featuring Robin Thicke uh, was a really dope song. I want to say uh, Wayne is one of the few people that can rap on a slow track and make it sound good yeah, and not like they're struggling to do whatever it is that they need to do. Absolutely. Uh, and also, Robin Thicke kills the chorus. I mean, like it seems like Robin Thicke and Lil Wayne are just a good mesh together. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't make more music. They've made a few songs. I, I want to say they made at least three songs. They probably have, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Because right. there's this one, there's Cocaine, and then... Um, Damn, I can't remember what the third one was now. I'll get back to you on that one. Yeah, nah, they, they, they definitely have a good thing going on. This mm-hmm. part the music, so definitely agree. Um, and, and also, like, it was just, it's a nice change of pace, you know what I mean? Like, more of like a, you know, retrospective kind of yeah. like, thinking about how, you know, niggas who were in the hood don't really have a way out type of shit. Yeah. So, um, it definitely is a change of pace. And I feel like it's a, it's a perfect spot, I would say. It's not too deep into the album. Mm-hmm. It's not too far towards yeah. the end of the album. It is a good spot, like a little, you know. A little break in the yeah. in ridiculousness. Yeah, definitely. But I also like that song as well. Um, but right after that is number nine, which is probably like, again, top five favorite songs in the album. Just opposite. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you. If you I do like this song. The only thing that gets on my nerves is the amount of wee 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 like I, that gets on my nerves after a while. Like that could be chopped in half, honestly. But like the rest of the song is dope as shit, and Bobby Valentino on the chorus, like the chorus hits. Yeah. So I mean, there's not it's, much bad I can say about that. It's fine. I, I remember being, and again, I remember being like younger, and again, maybe it's because I wasn't really like listening to exactly what you were saying. Mm-hmm. I really didn't understand that this nigga was literally talking about like. Get up, R&B. Yo, R&B is the most flagrantly <laughs> just in your face, but not in your face shit. Dog. Yeah, especially nineties R&B, bro. All them just yo, that song. There's no bigger culprit, in my opinion, than uh, uh, uh making it hard for oh, me. Oh, too next, too much. <laughs> Oh, that them niggas are some whole pervs, though. Yo, we used to jam to that Nigga, song. I'm sure there was grandmas rocking to it at Bruh. the barbecues, dog. I'm going to tell you this right now. I think I told you this before, but my friend's mom used to love that one Janet Jackson song, oh, yes. All For You, <laughs> until she re- until her her daughter broke down what the lyrics meant. And she was like, oh, I can't listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, she knew. She just didn't want her to her daughter to know that she The opening <laughs> lines of that song are so... Just in your face, though. It's like all the girls at the party look at that body shaking that thing like you never did see. Got a nice package, all right. Think I'm gonna have to ride it tonight. Oh yeah. If you don't know what the fuck that means, look. That's what I'm saying. She just didn't want the. She didn't want the daughter to know that she was on her freaky shit. That's yeah. what it was. No, nah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I don't know. As soon as, as soon as she leaves the house, the end of It's like that video of the two girls that are with their mom talking about the city girl saw. And then, and as soon as she, as soon, the, the, the mom was like, "Okay, this beat is tight." And then as soon as she goes, "Real ass bitch, give a fuck about it," she's like, "What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I ain't listening to this shit with y'all." He's like, hey, "Mom, don't act like you don't get down. Like, I don't get down with y'all." No, <laughs> that's, 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 that's <laughs> hey, shout out to all the parents. As good parents, but still get down. Right? Hey, facts, big facts. But yeah, definitely number nine. This song is Officer uh, Bobby V killed his yep. I think Wayne had good verses on it. Oh right? yeah, so definitely. Uh, now let the number ten let the beat build. I feel like the sample is used too much in it. The little ah, uh, I love it. 
I think it's a little too much, but I, the song is dope. Yeah. Like the song, I just get tired of hearing the sample sometimes. And again, this, this is you could say that this is kind of like a tight concept too, because the song is called like the beat build. And then if you listen to it, it's it's it like starts out slow, just a sample. Yeah. And then like little like I think the hi hat comes in, and then the snare, the drum yeah. comes in, and then <laughs> and then when the uh, when the hook comes in. You know, obviously after Wayne says, that's how you let the beat build. It, it just yeah, everything. Yep. Yeah. So definitely, I feel like it was well done. This, all, in my opinion, one of the more well, uh, like, uh, well done songs. In my opinion, okay. one of my favorite things. Another, again, another Kanye beat. Got you. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'll say the only thing I have to say about "Shoot Me Down" uh, number eleven is that I, I feel like it could have been without the song on the album. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I, I didn't like this song like, I feel like this song just kind of really brought down the entire mood of the album because it yeah. was just like a really slow, somber, oh, yeah. just kind of really sad, almost depressing-sounding song yeah. compared to everything else. That's I agree. A, so. Like, to me, this song and uh, Fall Home was too, like, filler, kind of. Yeah. If there were any. Well, there's a couple of The only two, I mean, they're really the two that stand out, though, as the filler yeah, no, songs, for real. Definitely, so Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really like that joint. I didn't like the beat on it. I think it was way too slow. Yeah. And I, I didn't like way on it either. I just uh-huh. didn't like any of it. I didn't like the hook either. It was just definitely like a filler type of song. But um, going on to number 12. Now, this is the song that, without a doubt, just I remember like specifically first hearing this joint. She, she looked like, like a lollipop. Yo, <laughs> do you remember this, dog? When this song came out, niggas was Hating like shit, dog. Now again, maybe it's because it's 2008, and a couple years ago niggas wasn't rapping about no lollipop, lollipop. True. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then the whole singing thing. I I want to say this is when Wayne did the whole, the first. Yeah, one. it was the first time I'd ever remembered him kind of being melodic. Auto tune. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is in a lot of ways groundbreaking for his career. Yeah, you're right. Because um, and maybe not even just for his career, but for like it kind of shaped how music was going. I think That's him. True. Because Kanye also dropped Graduation around the same time. Yeah. And that was all kind of like shifting it to more like... way more auto-tune. Auto-tune, kind of like a pop kind of Guys trying to sing more. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, to be honest, though, this was like the first time that I ever heard it. And I remember niggas was hating mad hard because it was like, fuck, there's a rapper doing singing, even though it wasn't the first time that it happened. Yeah. But maybe it was the first time in this generation that it was happening. Or at least... That a mainstream artist was, you know, seeing success. True, but I mean, at least he did it well. Like I, I, I have to say, like he did this well. Yeah, he I hasn't agree. really been doing auto tune well recently. But back in the day when he was experimenting with it, he actually did it very well. And honestly, though, like, like messing, like me having like messed around with auto tune, like on my free time, right? And I, I see kind of how it works and shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dog, like how how do you get it to work so fucking fine in the beginning? And then later on, it's just like, nigga. That must have been like the engineer that was doing it, and then now is you the, the one who yeah you know, exactly should happen because I agree I I feel like auto tune could either sound good or bad. I know you're not a fan of auto tune at all. Yeah, I've never really been. But I mean, it works in some things. Like the first time I ever heard auto tune was in No Diggity, and then the second time I ever heard it that song has auto yeah I'll show you. Uh, and then the second time I ever heard it was in um was in California Love. Oh, the, well, that, yeah, the, exactly. And the dude is talking through that shit, and he's, he's got the auto tune playing. So it wasn't really used for too much singing. It was mostly used for backgrounds, or maybe a little like. Ah, or was it? Was it not like the vocal cord? Uh, no, it was like a little tube that you had to stick in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's and the you had to like, yeah, you had to like bite down on it while you were talking or singing or whatever it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was really weird. 
I mean, you see it in the California Love video, like the the one dude that looks like the Indian chief or whatever. Oh, like, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, he's got that joint hanging out of his mouth. Oh, shit. And I didn't know what it was at first, and then I figured out it was the auto-tune joint. Right, Because right. I saw somebody do it on stage live, and that's what they were doing with it, so. It's funny how now, like, you could just put it in a mic and, like, press a button. Yeah. Just press a button, and all of a sudden, ooh, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I remember, uh, I think I, see, I saw Travis Scott. He was talking regularly, and next thing you know... Press the button. Press that auto-tune, yeah. baby. Oh, shit. It's crazy. Well, let's go ahead and go down to number 13, uh, La La featuring Briscoe and Busta Rhymes. This is a goofy-ass sample, in my opinion. It sounds it. childish as fuck. Um, but Wayne and Wayne and Busta give pretty good verses, although I feel like Busta didn't really say much in his verse. And, like, the Briscoe verse was all right. It was there, but it wasn't nothing really to it. It wasn't nothing really special about it. It was just kind of like, oh, this nigga's here, yeah. and he said this. Yeah, nah, definitely. <laughs> That's <laughs> about it. I'm going to say one thing. that uh, I think the next two drums are uh, uh, David Banner beats. I didn't know David Banner made beats. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that at all. You never heard of the David, the David, David Banner right before the joint starts? I don't, I don't think I have. Oh, man. man. I don't know if I just didn't pay attention, but um, yeah, this is this is produced by him. Dog, this... The beat is enough. Honestly, that's yeah. what, it kills the song for me personally. I always skip this joint once I hear the because it's not just a la 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 la. It's also the piano in the background. Yeah, yeah, and it just blows me. Honestly, yeah, sound like something from video game. No, it sounds like a level in the video game that you really want to beat the joint, but it's just fucking iron again. And you are annoyed with the bad guy. Yeah. With everything about the level. You yes. can't stand the music. You can't stand the monsters. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing. You're stuck, <laughs> This kind of what this reminds me of. So I was not a fan of number 13. Right. La, la. So the next song, uh, number 14, is Pussy Monster. And you know what's funny, dog? This nigga Lil Wayne loves to eat pussy, dog. Because he's made a song about eating pussy more than once. Wow. I want to say, and, and this I'm is, not surprised. This is literally what the song is about. So, and, and I want to say this, like, on, on the like on the album that was released, like the physical copy, that joint. I think it took out the song. I'm not sure about that. I think I read something like that on Wikipedia. Hmm. Yeah, I'm about to say because I'm about to look up my joint because I didn't have that uh, on my uh, on my my track listing. It was different, right? Yeah, that's what like I'm saying. Third, I had 14 as uh, playing with fire. Yeah, see. I seen on Wikipedia that it was a little bit different. Interesting. Okay. So yeah. Like, uh, are, are you on Wikipedia right now? Uh, yeah, I'm on right now. Yeah, 14. They have it here playing the fire. On Wikipedia? Yeah. It's funny because I was looking at the shit earlier. I don't know. Point is, I don't know. I guess you want to talk about your joint. Yeah. I'll talk about my joint. Sure. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So, like I said, though, there's nothing much really to it. This nigga's talking about eating pussy throughout the whole song. Hey. It's, he it's, definitely made a song about eating pussy. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I mean, you know, I'll, to be honest, this is kind of like a filler song to me. Um, so, I, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Now, the 14 that I have is called Playing With Fire featuring Betty Wright. It's like uh, Wright singing, it's like singing a really soulful chorus on the joint. Uh, the beat is hard during the verses, but it backs off during the chorus to like a more melodic joint. And it's a good song, but I don't really feel much for it. Again, like you said, it could really be just yeah. a filler track. And, and that tells me it's a filler because, like I said, I don't know which one is the official the track. Yeah, exactly. But regardless, the fact that you took this one out and put that one in. That and they both filler tracks. Yeah. They both sound like filler tracks. Yeah. You could have just took it out, dog. Yeah, there you go. And instead of it being 16, it could be 15. Exactly. Whatever. But um, I guess moving on to number 15, I know it's going to go 
It wasn't even going track by track. Yeah. Hey. We didn't go exactly back. Yeah, track track. I think we skipped a couple. We skipped a few. <laughs> but, um, number 15... Is you ain't got none, right? So yeah, you ain't got none featuring so, uh, Joel Santana and Fabuloso. All right, I'm, I'm gonna start off by saying I, I love Fab's verse on this joint. I think he killed the joint. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't like the hook on it though. I mm-hmm. think the hook was a little. I know you don't like the auto tune shit, but I think the hook was very just. I don't know. This is another one I thought that the beat sounded a little dated. Oh yeah, it definitely sounded dated. Yeah, <clears throat> but you're right. Like the hook wasn't great, and it was it was Weezy singing the hook, yeah, which yeah. I was kind of like, eh, it's not. It's not, it's not what I expected. And, and it, I feel like the hook was very like simple and plain and just kind of lazy. Yeah, hard. exactly. It was it was a little lazy. Santana but, had a good verse though. Yeah. I was I was surprised. Like I you know I don't I don't mess with Santana too much, but like his verse on it was good. No, his, his verse was dope. And honestly, you could say that Wayne got all rap everybody on his joint. Yeah, and he had the shortest verse out of everybody on his joint too. Which again is kind of weird, especially especially him getting. I think he was the third verse, right? Yeah, he was the third one. So. Oh no, man! It, it, it kind of just—you know what it sounded like? This reminded me of like a mixtape type of track. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, and, and honestly, it reminded me of like a mixtape fabulous track instead of a mixtape you know, green track. Yeah, but, you're um, right. But nonetheless, I think it could have been done a little bit better. But I, I do like—I do like the verses on, on the on the song. So I'm not—I'm not mad at it. Gotcha. I mean, the last track on here is "Don't Get It" number sixteen. I think it's a cool use of the sample uh, on on the beat. It's it's pretty fresh. Yeah. It's a slower track. I think that this one should have been probably switched with number fifteen to be the last song. I agree. And it's it's mostly just him talking, like him talking. Him. Yeah, it's, him. it's funny because I, I got to this joint and I see this like nine minute song. I'm like, oh shit! I, I thought it was gonna be like uh the Jay Z joint, the last song that's like super long. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> well, he's talking about like prison reform, basically. Yeah, and pretty mu- yeah, pretty much like. <laughs> Sentencing on different things. I, oh yeah, I remember one thing you said that uh, I think sending somebody or like a young kid to prison is the same as like uh, sending somebody to college. Yeah, more sending somebody to college. So yeah, that, that's kind of like the overall underlying you know thing. On the oh yeah. Um, but like you said, I feel like it's a weird thing to end the album, especially when your album really has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. So it, that, that's just the only reason it's I felt really weird out of place. Yeah, right. I think it was out of place as fuck. Um, not to say that. I'm not here for that kind of wheezy, yeah. but I just felt like it was just a little out of place in a weird way to end the album. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, uh, well, your overall reactions for this bad boy? Look, obviously, everybody has a little bit of nostalgic thing that goes along, with, especially with something that reminds you of a certain time. And to be honest, right, like like I was saying before, I was a little bit of a Wayne hater, but I think it's because I was like, you know, I had an older brother who like was like against like, you know, the new rappers and shit, yeah. at, at least at the time. So, um, listening to this album again, dog, I, I actually like it a little bit more than I liked it before then, back then. Uh, listening to all the songs and shit. I liked it. I liked it. I think, I think it lives up to his name. I, to me, it's a classic in the sense of, I guess, the amount of, cause this is Wayne at his prime, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and, and this is, I think this is without a doubt the album that people, at least from my generation, remember. Yeah. Anything about, you know, Lil Wayne is Carter Three. Mm-hmm. At least, in my opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, I like the album a lot. Uh, there was definitely, obviously, a couple of Philip tracks on here. Alright. Mind you, yeah, I thought it was, it's always been a really good album, in my opinion. Um, not my favorite Wayne album by far. Uh, but it's still always been a solid album. Again, just a couple of the songs sound dated. Like you said, a couple of filler tracks. But I mean, it still goes good. It still goes. Yeah. Absolutely. And it has enough solid tracks on here to, like, definitely listen to again and again. Yeah. And, and, and again, I think this is probably, like, his, his most versatile that, that he doesn't, like, sound, like, too poppy. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So this is definitely one of the more versatile. So. Yeah. All right. So what do you give it out of ten then? Uh, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Okay. I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Again, based a lot on the fact of his uh, like his impact. Gotcha. On just like and just just this this is Wayne at his prime. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can't deny Wayne's talent and you know creativity in a lot of these songs. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. Okay. I think it's a solid yeah. album. And to answer the question of test of time, which I don't answer in the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, but we'll do it on this one. Obviously, a couple songs like Got Money. I would even say Millie's it sounds a little bit outdated. Yeah. Uh, a couple songs here and there also that sound a little bit outdated. But other than that, I think everything else you can play today and you rock. All right. Well, me personally, I give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, again, solid-ass album. But, um... But yeah, like it's—I mean, like I said, it's—it's it's nowhere near perfect. It's just solid, and that's what it is. Yeah. So I give it a seven. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, do you have an album suggestion for the people this week? Album go with this week is uh, SP the Goat, which is the last uh, Styles P album that came out. Yeah, I just heard that joint last that week. That joint is tough, dog. <laughs> and you know, you know what's crazy about Styles, dog? That I feel like he hasn't lost a step, dog. Not at all. Like he's still like obviously his music isn't for the mainstream, music for everybody. But he has like if you a Styles fan even a little bit dog, then check his shit out right now. Dog. Like check, he, and the crazy thing is, he's releasing just as much shit as like the younger guys. Are releasing. Yeah, because he I want to say he's released like I feel like albums. he's released more recently as he's older oh, than yeah. he did when he was younger. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely say that. You know because I guess you know adapting with the times. And yeah, everything. but um, definitely SP to go Ghost of All Time. Dog, it, it's Styles. You, you know what you're getting when you come with Styles. You get hard beats. You get hard bars. So exactly. check it out. Exactly. All right, well, my album suggestion this week is Rod Digger, and the album is Dirty Harriet. Now, if y'all don't know about Rod Digger, y'all need to really check her out. She's probably one of the better female MCs that come out of the 90s. Uh, she's always been low-key. She was part of the Flipmo Squad with Busta Rhymes. And the Dirty Harriet album is just vicious. I mean, like, everybody knows that song. Do my ladies run this motherfucker. That's one of the songs on there. Uh, I mean, like, the album is just vicious if you like a fucking, um, of course, now that I'm sitting here i can't remember all of the tracks right. that i wanted to pick up to say but um she rhymes like she's a spitter and that's what she does it's not some cutesy shit it's not some sucking dick blah blah right. blah it's, she's a fucking spitter and she spits better than a lot of dudes and it's ridiculous she's probably one of my favorite female mcs of right. all time like rod, rod digger is vicious the only, i'm gonna be real with you the only time i heard of her was when i think she threw a shoe at cardi or something like that no nah, she didn't throw a shoe at cardi she was, she's like Nikki's like homie or some shit, right? Nah, that's somebody else. That's another Raw somebody. Are you sure? Yeah, Raw Digger is definitely she's she's a rapper. That's that's Ross. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's Raw somebody, but it's not Raw Digger because she don't do that shit. She's not about. Oh no, nah, she's not about that shit. But yeah, check out Dirty Harriet. It came out like I think ninety eight, yeah, ninety nine. Yeah, it came out like ninety eight, ninety nine, maybe two thousand. But yeah, check it out. Uh, Raw Digger, Dirty Harriet, vicious as shit. All right, and on that note. We're going to end the episode there. Thanks again for checking out the review for The Carter 3 by Lil Wayne. Uh, y'all know y'all can check us out at HQ Podcast on Instagram and um, Twitter. <laughs> uh, you can listen to the podcast on Speaker, Stritch, Spreaker. Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartMedia. And you can find the podcast on uh, Facebook at it Searches Out Under Hip Hop Heads Podcast. Uh, anything else you want to tell the people today? I just looked up uh, what Rodney looked like. She looked like one of them aunties that don't take no shit. Yep, and that's exactly what the fuck she is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to close that episode on that. There you go. All right, well, on behalf of everybody around the world, from 
fucking Denmark, Haiti, the Philippines, Mexico, Brazil. Albania, Spain, um, Romania, Italy, Malawi, and, and Mo- Mo- I'm gonna say this wrong, but Moginis, France, Dungarvan, Ireland. I know I couldn't mispronounce that. I apologize. Berlin, Germany, uh, Sudbury, Canada, uh, Santa Cruz, the Bishop, Portugal. Uh, everywhere out there in the world, we love that y'all listen with us. We love that y'all fuck with us. Uh, check out all Peace the rest of the episodes, and we'll check y'all later. Peace. Peace.